Welcome to the Falling Skies cast, the first podcast dedicated to Falling Skies on TNT. Hello, welcome back to the Falling Skies cast. I am Jimmy and Georgia, your host. And we're back to talk about Falling Skies, which has been in full production mode for quite a while. I'm assuming, I haven't actually confirmed any of this officially, but I'm assuming they're going to take a break for some of the holiday season, or maybe they'll actually wrap up the whole ten episodes before the the Christmas area breaks into full mode. I'm not sure. But uh, I know we've been getting reports from Colin Cunningham, a.k.a. Pope. Uh, He's got the stuff going over on the official Facebook page, from Falling Skies, he's doing a blog, doing tweets about the um, filming of season two, which is kind of cool. You know, obviously people like Umbo are out there on Twitter where we can follow them and, and get all the updates straight from the actors, which I think is really neat and just in this day and age of multimedia and connectedness that you and I have an opportunity to contact and actually have conversations, sometimes real ones, with these movie and television stars it's really cool so i'm definitely glad to hear that season two is underway they're you know killing skitters and all those kind of fun things i don't have any spoilers i want to share or anything like that i just think it's encouraging that they to know that they are up there in canada filming probably not as i speak but in the general sense of the term they are all right well it's time for our november episode for the falling skies cast we were back last month we talked about our little contest we did, we talked about the second episode. Now we're back to talk about episode number three, where we really got the season kicked off. And we'll be we'll be discussing that a little bit more a little bit later in the show. I just want to mention real briefly before we go any further, um, one thing I've done here recently is kind of fun for me. Maybe it doesn't matter for anybody else. I contacted iTunes, and I actually have an artist page now because I do have several podcasts out there in, in the iTunes world. And so now, if you actually go to the iTunes store and you click on one of my podcasts, um, you have a link to show all podcasts. And then Jimmy and Georgia is actually a highlighted link now for the top two where you can take takes you to a page of actually seven podcasts. Technically six. One is a catch-all feed I've created here recently. It has all the episodes of all the podcasts. And honestly, some of the older ones don't sound that great. I wouldn't recommend listening to them necessarily. I just thought I would just do that and I thought it was cool that I was able to get those all collected as a as an artist page so I thought it was pretty fun so I mean obviously you guys listen to the Falling Skies cast I've started that Supernatural podcast I've been trying to work on for the past couple months uh, I used to do the What is the Event podcast just recently kind of kicked back in a couple new episodes of the Random City podcast it was my first podcast I ever did uh, I talked about The Walking Dead in one episode talked about some video games here just real briefly uh, that podcast particularly um, the last I don't know, this year, I guess, uh, I went through some changes where I was trying to do it three times a week back in, I think it was March and April, and that kind of tapered off, and I haven't really kept it updated since then, so been back to that one. And then there's a couple older ones, too, that I haven't updated in quite a while. Uh, one about a TV show I was really excited about during pilot season and didn't get picked up with 17th Precinct. That was from Ron Moore. There's two brief little episodes about that, which is kind of sad. And then another um, podcast I'd done for a Bible study for a while back like over like back in 2010 so anyway those seven podcasts are collected there and i assume with this artist page if i make new ones it'll be congregated there as well which that's pretty fun 
But anyway, that's all of the Jimmy and Georgia Podcast Network news for this for this time. We're going to jump into some conversation about Falling Skies, which is what we're here to do. And then we're going to have a little bit of feedback in a feedback section after that. And um, I have decided these last two episodes have been kind of short. I haven't had any um, segment music or anything. I'm going to throw that back in here this time as we go into our brief rewatch discussion. And then we are going to go be talking about episode number three of season one, Prisoner of War. And um, where we hit that music, and we'll be right back to talk about that. It's time for the Falling Skies recap, part of the show where we recap Falling Skies. All right, and just to refresh your memory, we're going to go ahead and share the official description from the good people over at TNT. Episode 3, entitled Prisoner of War, is um, described such as this. Dr. Michael Harris, Stephen Weber, joins the second mass with a theory about what might save the teenagers abducted by the aliens, but the plan could be derailed when Tom starts digging for answers to questions that have haunted him since the early days of the invasion. The second mass comes face-to-face with Skitters and Mechs when they attempt to rescue Ben. And this episode was directed by Greg Beeman, written by Fred Golan, and created, as always, by Robert Rodash. And so this episode had some really good moments, one of which, though, uh, we, we kind of have to focus on is this kind of started the idea of what are they doing? Um, we saw the kids collecting like scrap metal and stuff. And it's like, why? You know, we had a lot of questions like, why are these kids harnessed? What's going on with that? Why, why are they collecting the scrap metal? And we learn a lot of this later on in this, this first season. We learn about how these harnesses actually were, are eventually are going to turn our human teenage kids into these skitter creatures. Um, we learned the scrap metal is being used to create these giant structures over all these major cities. We still don't know all the details about what the structure's functions are, why the, these tall gray aliens want little skitter aliens, I guess, as their soldiers. But we, we have gotten some of those answers, and I think that's something people look for a lot in television shows. Since um, I Some people who like Lost were frustrated with not getting enough answers or not getting the answers they wanted or whatever. And so I definitely have had some of those questions answered. And this episode two had one of those uh, moments of just like, what are you thinking when Mike goes after his son? I mean, obviously he's it's his son. He loves his son. He wants to save him. But he almost gets, you know, everybody killed at that point. We do end up losing Karen. Hal gets captured. Tom is is in a bad spot. I mean, this all around not a good situation that Mike created by being stupid, and that was definitely not not good. One thing we we can see about Tom, he's very slow. He's very methodical. He definitely wants to think through everything, whereas Mike is the one who's going to rush out and just do whatever he thinks is right at the moment, which isn't always for the best. And that leads into this whole storyline we see throughout the whole first season. And I kind of, what I want to talk about, I guess, with these rewatches, you know, pick out a few things. But definitely with Ricky, we see how all all the while Mike thinks this is his son. And then we have questions about that. You know, where is his loyalty? How affected was he by the harness? And he definitely seems to be rather alien for most of this first season. And then it seems near the end of the season, either he feels rejected by the aliens or they're playing us that he's still working with them. 
I think the latter would be more fun, be more interesting, but he definitely had those weird traits and ideas and way of speaking throughout the whole first season, which was just kind of strange. So anyway, we're going to get back into some other stuff this episode. Let's have several random things just kind of to mention briefly. Anthony, at the first part of the show, definitely seems to be the voice of reason, saying we don't have many people or many weapons. They're going to be here tomorrow, and the next day we can come back and save Ben later, um, which was actually very good advice. One thing there at the beginning of the episode, we do see Karen knock off the shingle. And we have to assume that was an accident, I suppose. But what if it wasn't? What if she was already kind of thinking of being in cahoots with the aliens? I don't know. That's a random conspiracy theory there, I guess. But... You know, apart from these first three episodes, the only other times we see her all the whole time is when she is harnessed and part of the alien group. So, you know, what if she was working with them? Crackpot theory there for you. All right. We do have this episodes where they instruct the people to put their kids' pictures on the bulletin board, kind of give it more of that realism of people are worried about their children. And we also have messages in this episode of how the group has made contact with other resistance fighters in Chicago and that group has contacted people in Texas, Oklahoma, and California which is good I think we talked about this originally but did it really take Porter six months to figure out they needed to get intel on the enemy? That was kind of dumb a little bit. We do see Tom is willing to use Ben as a guinea pig here, at least that's the idea behind it. I mean, obviously Rick becomes the guinea pig which Tom is very anxious to see what happens with that situation. And then we do have the instance where it shows the kid several times that they're all happy and smiling and playing, but Matt is worried about his big brother. One thing I thought would be funny after this was Pope. You know, obviously, I know we talked about his his chef experience, and what was our Pope quote of the week? What is this, get her all a king? Um, so <laughs> I was thinking it would be funny to have a Pope cooking show and so i might i might work on a pope cooking show commercial i gotta because i told you guys i'm gonna try to work on some commercial ideas so thus far i have two so far pope centric a, a pope hunting commercial possibly and then now maybe a pope cooking commercial i might even throw in the swedish chef because i like him a pope or something i don't know maybe one thing i was watching as I mentioned, I watched The Walking Dead. I was watching that a few weeks ago, and this isn't really a spoiler, but at one point, Daryl Dixon had a necklace made out of zombie ears on. And I was like, man, that looks really familiar. Did he do that in the first season? Where, what, where was that from? What is that? Then I was watching the episode again to, you know, to prepare for the podcast. I was like, Pope, Skitter Fingers, or whatever those were. That's what I was thinking of, I think. So I thought that was kind of a cool little thing there. We definitely see that whole tension between Anthony and Pope again in this episode, which, again, I've mentioned before, I really like that throughout this whole first season. And then we get a mention of Thanksgiving, which is appropriate here at the end of November. Thanksgiving was just a few days ago. Pope says he prepared Thanksgiving dinner for three cell blocks, and if he didn't do it well, he was going to lose body parts. And so I don't think we've really talked too much about the fact that Pope was a convict. I don't know that we ever officially know why he was in prison. I know that he said, you know, a couple times he was at odds with the law or other people like him. And I know that they refer to him as a convict sometimes, but I uh, haven't really got back into his backstory a whole lot. I would like to see more of that. I'd like to see a Pope flashback. And we do have uh, kind of the conflict to this episode, basically really twice. We have Tom and Michael's reconnection, the beginning where we get the fake story, the lies. And then we have Tom and Pope near the end of the episode with the truth comes out and Tom pops in with a left. And I guess I never noticed either, random observance here, that Tom Mason is a lefty. 
So you get a little left cross to the face. Another one of these scenes here in this episode, after Hal's captured, the kids that were in Rick's little group are all machine gunned to death. And they don't show it. I mean, this is a, supposed to be a family show. They just show the machine gun going off and Hal being you know, shocked by that. I thought that was an interesting thing to remember. I know, I know we talked about that too before, but that's one of those things that definitely was a clear message. You know, you try to take these kids back, we're going to punish the other kids. So kind of their idea after that was we have to save them all. So when they get Ben, they get all the kids in Ben's little group, all six of them. And we do see Karen and Howard laying there on the ground. They were stunned by the mech. They weren't shot. They weren't killed. Um, and then Karen was taken to be harnessed. And Hal was sent back. You know, why did they choose Hal over Karen? You know, why was that? Maybe, like I said, maybe Karen was on in cahoots with him. Wild theory there for you. Okay, here's another thing I hadn't noticed really before. Die is a liar. Die has um, Mike and Rick in the truck. He goes back for Tom, who's close by, and he just drives off. And then when Tom wakes up, he's like, where's Hal and where's Karen? Die's like, oh, there's a mech on her tail. No, there wasn't. There was one mech that we saw that wasn't blown up, and it was attacking Hal and Karen. And he drove off and left them. He is a liar and a little punk. And I had not noticed that before. But he definitely did that unless there were some other mechs that were off camera. But as far as what we see on camera, there was one mech that got blown up. And there's another mech on the roof that shot at Tom and then went after Hal and Karen. And he drove away from them, leaving them in danger. That's not cool. Okay, and then I also, right after that scene, there's another, I was like, this happens really quickly. It's like as soon as Tom walks away from Diane, Mike, and Rick... Like, within a few seconds, he's alone in this dark corridor, and a skitter comes out. I mean, how long, how much time had passed? Was that just bad editing, or would they just, like, leave, like, immediately, or did they just not help Tom with the fact that a skitter was attacking him? That was another strange little moment, and we get the Will Smith moment that I talked about previously, where he drugged the or half-dead alien up to the camp. And we get that famous line. That's one of the probably the most famous lines in all of Falling Skies. You just gotta get close enough. It's been repeated several, several times. Okay, one thing, we, we I know we talked about this before, obviously, with the harness. They've confirmed that the harness does basically make you change into a skitter. We do see a lot of those things here in this episode, like this kind of hinting at that, that the harness you know, strengthens and heals, like the sister's fibrosis has been healed in Ricky. Harris is able to figure out that the needles basically go in and become part of the nervous system. And Anne makes the comment that if it's on them long enough, they become one, the harness and the kid. So definitely all those things kind of leading up to the fact that this does change you. And then we get the whole idea of the opiates and the morphine trying to wean the kids off of the alien drugs from the little biological harness thing. Everybody seems to like Pope Soup. One other thing that just kind of popped out at me, Mike was praying in this episode um, near the end when, when Ricky was having some problems and stuff. And honestly, up to this point, I didn't remember anyone else really praying other than Lordris, and that was especially that one episode where she was praying several times. Um, so not everyone has lost their faith. Uh, definitely seems most people seem to have had, but not everyone. So that's interesting, I think. I did like Tom's little speech at the end that said, basically, we owe it to the people who didn't survive to become the best of humanity. I thought that was a really good line. And then, of course, the cliffhanger on this episode was really good, um, which I think sometimes they really weren't very good at this first season. Like this one, they show the skitter. The skitter's like waked up, moving around, and then they show Ricky up in his eyes looking all evil. And so that was a nice cliffhanger. Some of the episodes didn't really have a cliffhanger. They were praying, they were eating, they were thankful, they were happy. And that's nice, but I want a cliffhanger at the end of the show. I want something to make me want to put in the next DVD 
or oh, I can't wait till next week. Um, that's the kind of moments that I'm really a big fan of on on a TV show, especially something like this. I like the sci-fi dramas. I like those elements. Obviously, I wouldn't do podcast about shows like this, but a show like I'm probably sure I mentioned it before, like Alias or like Lost, does a very good job of having a good episode, a good storyline, and then at the very end, something dramatic happens. It's like, oh my gosh. And you want to see what happens next. And so I think that's something they need to work on for season two. Make the viewers want to come back. They can't miss the next episode. And I guess that's going to be all of the talk for this episode about episode three, Prisoner of War. And uh, we're going to jump into a little bit of feedback out there. And we'd love to have your feedback next go around. So if you want to talk about episode four, go ahead and send in your emails or your voicemails. And we would love to have those. All right, well, we're going to jump into our Falling Skies feedback. Okay, one thing I do want to mention right now as I'm recording, it is around 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on November the 30th. And currently, we are basically exactly 200 days away from the next episode of Falling Skies as I record. I have the little countdown on my uh, website right now where I have it counting down to when I think the next premiere will be, which I'm assuming, I could be wrong, Father's Day at 9 p.m. So we're right at 200 days out so we'd love to have your input over these next 200 days of how we can better prepare for season two how we can make the podcast better and i definitely think one thing that will make the podcast much better will be more of your opinions more of your thoughts more of your emails and phone phone calls honestly my opinion on all these things you know i could be wrong i have a wrong theory i could have a wrong idea about something maybe i miss things i'm not saying i'm the expert on falling sky just because i have a podcast i'm sure there are lots of you out there who have lots of great insight and we would love to hear from you and now that we are here in the feedback time so far we have 742 followers over on twitter and you can join us there if you aren't already and we are listed there on twitter as the falling skies and the last few weeks we have Honestly, most of our activity has been related to Follow Fridays and things. A few messages here and there. Just want to thank everybody for the the Follow Fridays they have sent out to us. And a lot of these are the same people every week, so I definitely appreciate that. There's going to be people like Jewel Phoenix on there, Female underscore Haggis, Love Shashel G, F. Schmeiser, are really consistent people who, who definitely Follow Friday or send out Follow Fridays our way, which I definitely appreciate. I know um, a lot of you may have been aware there was a contest. Um, last season uh, for Twin a walk-on role and Hoko Boku um, won that and I'd, I'd mentioned her in a follow Friday and she replied back on November the 11th which is really cool thanks so much for the follow Friday shout out by the way I heard my walk-on will likely be in January and honestly that answers my question as far as when the season's going to wrap up I would assume that would be near the end of the season of uh, filming so that's pretty cool one thing I thought was great um, on the, also November the 11th Umpo He's Umpo AK on the Twitter says at the Fallen Skies. Thanks for the Avatar love, Jimmy. Um, hashtag I like it. <laughs> and so I thought that was cool. Um, Umpo's a great guy. I messaged him back and said you're welcome. I'm glad you like it. Hope you and the rest of the cast and crew are having fun filming season two. And he says back on November 11th that same day. Oh, you know we are, brother. We'll get it to you asap. Cheers. <laughs> so that's cool. Also got a mention by Falling Skies TVE over on the Twitter. NZ Rob FL who you may know from 3F by Space. And they have the website, and they've really expanded their coverage. It's not just Falling Skies anymore. They've, they're doing almost everything on TV, it seems like. So check out 3F by Space. I know we've mentioned them a few times here on the podcast before. Um, definitely check them out. 
All right, we have another um, new follower slash person I've gotten in contact with on Twitter. And, and this is kind of a spoiler, I guess, if you think casting news is a spoiler. It's an actress who's currently working on season two of Falling Skies. Um, she's on Twitter now. And she's on Twitter here recently, I guess, that maybe he and T encouraged her to get on there, which seems to happen because they, they're really good about that. I think that's awesome. They're into the social marketing things. I think that's very, very smart these days. And it's funny, she's not even listed on IMDb yet as far as being a member of Falling Skies, but just from her Twitter, I'm sure she is. And from stuff I've seen from some of the other actors like Colin Cunningham has mentioned her before in a tweet and stuff like that. But she was on episodes of Caprica, which a lot of you out there may like. She was in Blades of Glory. She was in Battlestar Galactica for 18 episodes. So definitely someone some of you may recognize. And it's Luciano Caro. But uh, she, the one thing she tweeted to me was, I hashtag am the second mass. And so she is definitely in the upcoming season. And uh, hopefully you don't think that's too spoilerish. Don't have any information about her character or anything like that. So, But there is at least one new lady. In, and it's maybe one of those things, honestly, with the way these kind of shows work. Either she's a part of another group or she was one of those background characters supposedly anyway that we never met in the first season because there was you know 300 people we had what like 15 20 of them that we actually knew their names and faces of so she could have theoretically been one of those other 280 people or she could be from another group so who knows but um we'll be looking forward to see her on falling skies next summer and like i said apart from that kind of stuff most of the rest of the things were follow fridays and things consistently from those same people which i definitely appreciate and don't have any emails to get into don't have any phone calls to get into. So I guess that's going to wrap up our feedback section. And it's going to let you know how you can get in contact with us. And like I said, I'd love to have your information, your input for the next episode. And uh, you can do that. I'd love to have your call at 773-35-SKIES. Or if you're in a place like outside the U.S. or you're unable to just use a phone, you can record us something. If you have an iPhone, you can do a voice message and send it to us. Or if you have more more advanced skill in that, maybe you have some recording equipment at home. We can record an MP3 and email it to us either way. And you can do that at fallingskiescast at gmail.com. As I mentioned earlier, you can follow us on Twitter. We are The Falling Skies there. Um, we're on Facebook. You can find us there. And that is facebook.com slash fallingskiescast. And then also, we do have the Google Plus page, which I think I mentioned last time. I went ahead and started one of those not too long ago. And you pretty much just have to search for us because it doesn't have a cool title like Facebook just did. It's a long list of numbers and stuff. But all these links are on our website, fallingskiescast.com. And so if you need them, you can look them up there. All right, well, I guess that's going to wrap up this hiatus edition of the show, this November edition of the show. We hope you guys had a happy Thanksgiving and we'll see you soon for the special Christmas edition or something. I don't know. It'll be the December edition, so I guess it might be a Christmas edition. I don't know. We'll see you next time for the Falling Skies cast. I'm Jimmy Georgia. Peace. Thanks,